Welcome to the Lead Quietly podcast. I'm your host, Jen Boyle, communications professional, leader, and entrepreneur, and I'm passionate about helping quiet and introverted women become confident leaders without having to be loud. I discovered the power of quiet leadership after being promoted into a leadership position overnight and feeling that it wasn't meant for me because I was too quiet and not assertive enough. And this same self-doubt kept me from becoming the entrepreneur I knew I was meant to be for almost a decade. This podcast is to show quiet and introverted women just like you that you can absolutely be a great leader at work, in business, and in your life without changing who you are. If you are ready to stop sitting on the sidelines and unlock your leadership potential, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hello, welcome back to the Lead Quietly podcast. I'm so grateful to have you joining today and listening in. Today, I want to talk about moving from being a follower to being a leader in your life, in your business, in your career, whatever you see uh, leadership being in your life. What is it that you are currently striving for right now? Is there an area of your life where you feel you are following along and you'd rather be leading. Another way to look at this is there are seasons of life where I like to call it where you're in the driver's seat. So you are steering the car, you are deciding what road to take, you are controlling where you're going. And then there's other seasons of life where you're in the passenger seat where you maybe got to a destination and now it's time to switch drivers and coast for a little while. Maybe it's time where things are happening outside of your control or you need to spend a little time just being wherever it is that you are. Those I like to call passenger seat times or passenger seat seasons and both are good. It's not bad to be in the passenger seat. It's not better to be in the driver's seat. In my own experience, I've had phases of life where I've been in both and I wasn't always aware of which one I was in at the time. If you are feeling restless right now, if you are feeling that you want something, that you want to be going somewhere else and that you're frustrated, maybe you've been in the passenger seat for a season and it's time to get back in the driver's seat. So that's what I want to talk about today from going from follower to leader. So making that switch from passenger seat over to the driver's seat in your career, in your business, in your life. And all of the things that I'm going to talk about are subtle things. They are things that you can do by yourself that you don't need to wait for anyone else to do something to give you permission or any other external factor in order for you to do these things, which is part of the beauty of it. The beauty of it is that nothing is stopping you from making shifts, kind of internal shifts, mental shifts, behavior shifts to get you from follower to leader. So I'm going to talk about four things that you can do, four things that you can focus on in order to make that switch to grow in your confidence and to feel more like a leader in your business, in your career, in your life, and less like a follower. Number one, get to know yourself. Everything starts with you and the the really good leaders who I have worked with 
who I have seen, whether that's in a formal organization or in business, they know themselves really well. They are really self-aware. Good leaders are self-aware or great leaders are self-aware. Great leaders know their work style. Great leaders know their values. They're clear on who they are authentically. They don't feel like they have to be phony or they have to fake things in order to show up. Good leaders know what their strengths are and what their weaknesses are. They know which things that they need help with that maybe they are not great at, that they do not have to know everything. And in fact, it's actually better to bring in experts and bring in people with different skills that are different and complementary to yours in order to get something done or achieve a goal faster, more efficiently, or to do it better than you could have done it by yourself. So getting to know yourself as number one, this is something that you can do in order to stop feeling like you're being pulled along what everyone else is doing and start feeling more in control of what you are doing and what you want to do. So how might you do this? One of my favorite exercises is a values exercise. And I know there's lots of kind of pop culture or personal development talk about knowing your values, but it can be as simple as starting here. Do you know what your values are? And values, the way that I've seen them, they are just one word or short phrases like freedom or growth or integrity or family or risk or adventure. That's what I mean by values. And I've actually done some values exercises in different leadership programs that I've been in. And it's almost where all leadership training starts is with yourself, getting to know yourself as a person and as a leader. So what you can do is write down a list of values and sometimes it can be good to list a whole bunch of them like write down 10 or 20 or 30 values you can even google this in order to give you some inspiration and then narrow it down narrow it down to your top 10 and then see if you can narrow it down to your top five if you had to pick and i know it's hard because we think that we have lots of values and we do But which ones are your core values? Which ones are most important to you? Write those down and get really clear on those. So that is one example or one exercise that you can do for number one, which is to get to know yourself to help you get clear. There is so much more to unpack here. And this is the kind of work that I would do working with you if I was coaching someone or coaching a client or working inside my community or on a group coaching or something like that, we would dig into all the other areas as well about knowing your style, knowing your strengths, uncovering what you stand for. But your values is a key part of that. So number two is to clean up your consumption. This has been a game changer for me personally especially in the age of information overload, social media, our attention spans are short. There are so many things that are competing for our attention. When you are taking in so much information daily and a typical normal day of your life is going to have a lot of information coming in, regardless of whether you're trying to consume it or control your consumption or not. 
there are family things, there's home things, there's work things, there's business things, um, just sort of like this base level of information and stimulus that is going to come your way that you don't really have a lot of control over. But what I mean by cleaning up your consumption, are you consuming information that makes you feel triggered, that makes you feel sad, that makes you uh, your energy go down? Is there a way that you can stop some of those things that are causing those reactions and those feelings in you? Comparison is another one. Everyone talks about scrolling on social media, seeing certain accounts or certain types of content that makes you feel that you are not doing good enough. Mute them, unfollow them, take a break, put your phone down, consume less. The more that you can have your blinders on and focus on what you are doing, the more that you're leading and the less that you're influenced by what everyone else is doing. So number two, clean up your consumption. Number three is creating a clear vision. So this might look different depending on whether you are thinking about leadership in terms of a formal manager or director role where you have a team and you are leading others or you're leading a project or it might look different if you're an entrepreneur and you are thinking about leading a business. Why is having a clear vision so important for being more of a leader and less of a follower. When you have a vision, you have a destination. You know where you're going. You know what you're aiming for versus not having a vision, not having a destination. Imagining that you're in that car. You could be in the driver's seat now, but if you don't have a map, you don't know where you're driving to, you're driving all over the place, you're crisscrossing, you're going this way, then that way, you're turning around, you don't have a vision of where you're trying to get to, then you are more likely to be following or be influenced by this road, that shiny thing over there, oh, this looks like a good road to go down over here. So how do you create a vision for yourself? I'm sure there are a million different ways that you can do this and one of um, one of my favorite ways has to do with just writing and journaling. I know depending what kind of person you are, some people are more visual, some people actually like pictures and a vision board and I think those are great and I used to do those back in the day but now I don't have magazines anymore, <laughs> like literally don't read paper magazines and so I find clipping out pictures and putting them on a vision board harder. I'm sure there is a way to do it online and I know there are certain apps that you can use to make online vision boards. I actually have never used one of these but if you have and you love it please send me a DM and let me know about it or tag me at lead quietly on Instagram because I would love to know if you like this and recommend um, an online vision board for me because I am curious about trying it. What I like to do is simply do it in writing, a piece of paper, a journal, a whiteboard, that kind of old fashioned, old school style. I like to just let myself dream. I let myself write down everything about where I want to go. Just imagine, just dream, just think about things and just let yourself write freely and don't edit yourself. Don't say that that's not practical so it's not going on my vision or that will never happen so I'm not gonna write it down. Just nothing is off limits. I know uh, some people call that unicorn brainstorming or wouldn't it be cool if, 
those are uh, other ways to do it. Uh, the wouldn't it be cool if is something I learned from Lindsay Schwartz uh, from Powerhouse Women and it is a prompt that you can use. So as you're sitting there looking at your page, you can, you can say the prompt, wouldn't it be cool if, and then write down whatever comes to you. What do you wish existed? What do you want for yourself? What do you want for your career, your business, your life? What are those goals? So I like to get it all down, think about it, and also write down things about how you want to feel. How do I want to feel every day? Once you have it all down, a second step is to get more specific where you can. Where can you get more clear about something specific as a part of that vision? If you had a lot of really big ideas, and I'm trying to think of an example, what if having a new house was part of your vision? You could get specific into the details. Well, how many bedrooms would the house have? Where would it be located? What would the yard look like? So get specific where you can. It doesn't have to be exactly perfect. Even using the house as an, as an example, you might actually be looking for a house. You might have a dream house in mind and then you're looking on the real estate market to find one. The house that you end up buying might indeed fit all your criteria and be your dream house, but you didn't know exactly what it was going to look like. You didn't know what every room was going to look like. Maybe you didn't know what color it was going to be or the exact address of where it was going to be. That's an example of you can have a vision, get clear where you can, and yet leave room to achieve that vision and you can't predict everything. I hope that makes sense. When you can get more specific, then you can start getting into the details of mapping out a plan for things that you can do to get to that vision to help make that vision come true what what is it going to take in order to achieve that vision what are the big buckets i always start with big buckets and then narrow down from there then inside one bucket let's break it down what are the milestones what steps what actual actions does that translate into on a day-to-day -day basis again this is the kind of thing that i would love to go or i do love to go more in depth with people like one-on-one -on -one or in small groups inside my coaching where we can work this out together for how you want to become more of a leader how you want to create this vision this is something that uh, i help people with more in depth just to recap where we're at three or four things number one get to know yourself number two clean up your consumption number three create a clear vision of where you're going and then the last one number four is to claim your role as leader so if you don't believe that you can lead then it's going to be a lot harder to embody that feeling and that confidence and that true belief in yourself that you are a leader being a leader has nothing to do with your title with whether you're the owner of a business or not it doesn't mean you have to manage or supervise other people being a leader in your life is about an approach a way of being a personal choice a way that you go after your dreams and protect your boundaries and behave in a way that is in line with your values that's what i mean when i talk about being a leader in your life to claim the role as leader versus feeling like 
you are reacting to what everyone else is doing. It's a proactive versus reactive approach. I like to do this in my journal daily by writing it down. Write down I statements. I am, I feel, I have those things to claim it for yourself. Whether you actually have those things or not, it can be very helpful in reinforcing positive thinking, reinforcing your brain to see these things that you want, that the person who you want to be in the future, it's almost like tricking your brain into believing you are her already right now. Another part of claiming that is thinking about what is in your control and what is not. And when we lead versus when we follow, we know what we can control and we know what we can't. When we are following, we tend to react to every to everything or we're more reactive. For example, posting something online, being so worried about whether or not anyone else liked it, like actually liked it or like commented on it compared to posting something online and not worrying about those things because you know this was something you needed to do to get you closer to the vision and where you're going. So it's a subtle different, it's a mental thing, it's a mind, it's a mindset of I'm doing this, I've got my blinders on and I'm going where I'm going, I'm claiming my space, I'm claiming myself as leader and I'm not as worried about what everyone else is thinking. That comes second. My opinion about myself comes first. For you, if you want to try that, try writing things down daily. Try um, writing down what's in my control and what is not in my control and decide how you want to lead. And this is another whole podcast episode that being a leader or leading does not have to be loud, does not have to be pushy, does not have to be aggressive, does not have to be fast. You can be the absolute most laid back, chill, quiet leader and you're still leading. I hope you hear that because that is one of the core messages that I want to share through my business, through this podcast, is that leading doesn't have to look one way. Okay, so that was a lot of information. Just one final recap. Four areas, four questions, four things that you can do to help move you from feeling like you're following to feeling more like you're leading. Number one, get to know yourself. Number two, clean up your consumption. Number three, create a clear vision. And number four, claim your role as leader. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode and for your support of this podcast. It means everything to me to have people listening and getting value out of these episodes. If you took something away from today's episode, I would love to hear it. Please send me a DM or tag me at Lead Quietly on Instagram. I would absolutely love that. If you're interested in learning more about leading quietly and having more conversation about it and meeting other people who are also like-minded, other quiet introverted women, please check out my Quiet Leader community on Facebook. It is a private Facebook group. It is welcoming. No one is left out in there. And I would love to have you be part of that if you're craving more conversations like this. Thank you so much for listening and I'll catch you on the next episode. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Lead Quietly podcast. I hope something in this episode resonated with you and you took something away that will help you tap into your inner leader. Take some time to process and you'll know when it's time to take action towards your big goals. You can find me on Instagram at Lead Quietly and in my free Facebook group called the Quiet Leader Community. Thank you so much for listening and I'll catch you on the next episode.